0: This is a a piece of research that's um, kind of resulted from an investigation into how makeover texts use the transforming body at the centre of the programs in order to operate as agents of what has become recently known, especially I know Tanya's book has had it in about this notion of governance. Um, So, uh, analysis of how to look good naked actually illustrates the specific ways that particular conventions and discourses are employed. In order to enforce a kind of ethical behaviour, with, with a different meaning on ethical, so not moral behaviour, um, but to kind of um, uh, to kind of manipulate and enforce maybe um, a sort of certain behaviours like healthy behaviour. So um, this whole kind of uh, worry about obesity at the moment, things like this. So. Um, so, uh, that's ethical behaviour as part of a wider network of social uh, or, and political control, or what is known as government, uh, that is de- disseminated via the media. So, Gok Wan, and this is him, a bit blurry on there, I'm afraid, how to, lo- uh, how to look good naked is used uh, in an investigation with the aim of revealing how even those TV texts designed to work with natural body shapes such as this uh, still operate within a uh, hege- hegemonic structure that they can never entirely escape, and uh, recent research has revealed that. Um, so people like uh, Weber have uh, noted that this form in the U.S. version of the show uh, is differ- differing from, but paradoxically still adhering to the conventions of the makeover show. Although she actually labels it as anti-makeover, an anti-makeover show. And uh, moreover, she notes that in most ways, however. Naked operates precisely according to the models I've laid out in this book, since it participates in and reinforces the makeover mandate that image overrides ontology. Um, But although she kind of engages to an extent with the programme, her focus is the gendered logic of the makeover show, which she extends to include and explain um, the US version of how to look good naked. Um, But the focus on... uh, the show for this analysis is actually the transforming body, its genre context, its cultural impact, and its employment of the carnivalesque as a persuasive and life-affirming element that however still operates as part of the mechanism of governance. So, um, one's programme uh, engages not so much with extreme makeovers and plastic surgery or health issues, as, uh, or health issues as psycholo- psychological issues of self esteem. It displays and transforms the body of the female participants. There has today only been one male participant. So this is still mainly a female uh, audience we're looking at. uh, Through the application of fashion. So as a form of media that directly impacts upon how the body is regarded and disciplined, fashion can be identified as continuing to enforce the influence of ideal, ideal body shapes and sizes. And an investigation of how this functions exposes the ideology that compels it forward and its relation to the ideal image circulated in contemporary culture. So fashion has kind of always been uh, considered quite insignificant and frivolous, uh, with little or no influence on uh, important or societal or political aspects of culture. But recently there's uh, been a recognition of of the uh, cultural and political importance of fashion. Which, as a mainly female preoccupation, has been commonly trivialized and diminished. Uh, simultaneously, a more contemporary critical notion of fashion and clothing as an extension of the body and also as a dictator of the female shape has emerged. The fashion designer, therefore, is seen to perform not only as a stylist, but also as the, sorry, not the place, as the architect of the body, and thus the écriture or writer of a fiction of femininity. The way in which fashion modifies and dominates both women's behaviour and bodies from an early age effectively identifies it as operating, as part of the hegemonic structure of governance. Fashion and clothing used to define ourselves to create an identity to present to the world at large. The image we portray is that which we are initially judged upon and our self-esteem becomes built upon appearance and how we communicate ourselves via that appearance. Fashion is, in fact, a complex system of communication which acts as part of the structure of patriarchal hegemony. hegemony. As women constantly attempt to communicate their identity and their importance through their ability to comprehend and interpret fashion, and how to look good naked uh, kind of reinforces that and kind of uh, allows you to explore those kind of issues within it. Uh, So, fashion offers an illusory perception of freedom, initiated and maintained by offering a glittering array of choices for consumption. Uh, It offers these choices through its restless and relentless process of change, propelled forward by its search for difference. Unfortunately, this search for difference, which could represent a playful postmodern, eclectic approach that allows for diversity, is in actuality a quite ruthless, exacting and unforgiving taskmaster that never really allows for deviation from its prescribed look at the moment, uh, that can set impossible demands for women's bodies of almost mythical proportion. Fashion is part of consumer culture as a major aspect of body politics that operan- operates under the guise of the trivial. Fashion is pleasurable and allows for experimentation with identity and self-definition, but at the same time it's quite strict and quick to admonish those who stray from its conventions. Um, obviously there's subcultures and things like that within this, but uh, generally uh, it's uh, a kind of look at actually how these particular texts operate within the media. Uh, so, as a part of a whole system of hegemony, profession acts as a producer of the initial image to aspire to, and this is then reproduced as multiple images and copies that resemble and emulate but can never fully duplicate the original. Fashion thereby leaks and permeates into every layer of culture, influencing not only the way we dress and present ourselves, but also how we regard and identify others. And related to this is our Hayward statement uh, that the third wave fem- feminism has claimed fashion as an arena for female-centred fun, feminist politics, and individual self-expression. Many third wave feminists point to their willingness to embrace fashion as a primary example of their difference to second wave feminists. However, they unite with their second wave foremothers by resisting any attempt to coerce girls and women to conform to fashion. Furthermore, they are critical of narrow standards of fashion that exclude some women from participating. Fashion can only be liberating and fun if it is optional for everyone. Uh, So this kind of partial acceptance by feminists of the media that more often than not acts as a kind of patriarchal trap complicates our perceptions of what is acceptable and relies on women themselves being able to differentiate as to what uh, is politically appropriate. Uh, being a consumer of reality TV requires a sophisticated and knowing analysis in order to question and challenge what is being delivered to us as natural and suitable. Without that awareness and ability to contest tradition and convention, there is a danger that women in particular will accept assigned images and roles in that question. There is still a necessity to be vigilant against images and media that present themselves as merely entertainment. So let's look at clip uh, one in action. Um, so this clip uh, initially shows the, the kind of setup, and I, I don't know if everybody's seen what not to wear. Yes. There's a kind, the the kind of mirror. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It is, it's, um, it's a kind of uh, forerunner of how to look good naked. So it's, uh, and this kind of uses the mirror room in the same way to allow a woman to see herself from all angles, which, if everybody knows, when you go into a dressing room, is the worst thing in the world. So. It's a, there's a reason you can't see yourself from behind, you know. So, uh, but you're not allowed to get away from it in this. So, um, well, I just have a look at this clip and hope it will work We're Being a rebel anyway. Okay. Someone short, fat,
1: and misshapen. How would you describe your look? Blending.
0: Oh. In the background, just your average high busy mum.
1: Three children have left their mark on her body, and this has shattered her self-esteem. My body is an embarrassment to me. The confidence I used to have, I suppose before I had my children, has completely disappeared. (laughs) I have two tummies rather than one large tummy. My body is like a squeezy toy, and someone squeezed it in the middle and let go, and it's just stayed out of proportion. Cindy dreams of looking like she did as a single girl. When I look in the mirror, it's not me that I see. It's not the confident person that I've always been. She hates her body so much, not even her husband Dan gets her looking. The last time I saw Cindy completely naked, um, with her knowing, we <laughs> uh, must be a couple of years. If I'm going to help Cindy fall in love with herself again, she's going to have to confront her fears. Yeah, come on. I need her to strip off so I can get to grips with her assets. Don't
0: even do this at home.
1: Okay, thank you. You okay? You alright? Yeah, you sure? Okay. Very nice, isn't it? Have a good look while it's buffering. <laughs> You know, if it means that you might miss having children, that's fine. But they are not as
0: dependent
1: on me as they used to be. And what's left?
0: I've got what's left
1: over. What am I supposed to do with this now? It just looks deformed. It just. It's just horrible. You seem completely. (laughs) your body, is if it doesn't belong to you, my time with you, you are Cindy, you're not Cindy the mum, you're not Cindy the wife, you're not Cindy the daughter or the sister, you are just Cindy, and it's my turn now to do exactly what you do, which is to take control and to look after you and do what's probably needed to happen for a very long time to so someone take control of you, come in then.
0: Okay, um, so you can see Gok, as the presenter, kind of um, establishes himself as a a force for good. He's sort of bringing the ordinary woman back into focus and kind of making the, the kind of the ideal image, this kind of very thin model image. Um, is something that's actually undesirable. He's, he's kind of sweeping that away and, and so bringing the ordinary woman back in. Um, so although he appears genuine and is objective, um, you still have to acknowledge that the program, um, it, it produce, does produce a positive result for the women taking part and does offer an alternative exemplar for the largely female audience, uh, but there is, a, it's, when you look more closely at this, it's a far more complex matter than that, and there is a slightly darker perspective to it. Um, but I'll run you through the sort of program to understand that. So he gives it the whole program a kind of upbeat facade. It's kind of a girly night in, and uh, it very much produces a piece of light entertainment. Um, and it's a kind of event that unites the female population. Um, into a kind of community again. Most women in the UK do watch it, and quite a lot of men as well, but it is it's enjoyable. It's that whole transformation um, uh, process that, that they go through. So so as you can see, they arrive at his studio looking very dowdy, usually unmade up, usually in very saggy clothes, um, very low in self-esteem, don't want to take their clothes off. I think it takes a huge amount of um, bravery to do what they do, because they're not just taking their clothes off in front of him, they're taking it off in front of a massive audience. Um, So yeah, they all end up in tears. But um, he talks about it as a kind of uh, psychological stripping down, as well as a physical stripping down. So it's kind of part of their process of rehabilitation. So it's it's almost like, you know, this whole thing of um, sort of these, it is a kind of psychological experiment almost, to kind of take them back. To nothing and then build them back up again from there so it's a kind of a, a psychological model really so and it kind of identifies the need for all of the women um, now I did have a DVD with me which is in my suitcase uh, that kind of centered on this particular woman but instead we've got clips of different ones but really it's quite good because it shows you that each one is very much very similar kind of the, there's a narrative structure to this program that takes you through the story of this woman's rehabilitation and kind of um, recovery so uh, they're all kind of built on that same str- narrative structure um, so for Gok Kwan, this is about women's um, inability to read fashion and it kind of educates them about how to read fashion, about how to apply fashion to give them that self-confidence to be able to actually uh, enter into a realm which they think they're excluded from, so it's about it's so kind of giving them accessibility to something they feel they don't they don't have anymore because of most of them having children. Um, so, so he kind of acts as a therapist, particularly in this this particular stage, and um, he kind of gets them to vocalise their feelings about their bodies, and um, and explain the reason for their kind of adverse reactions to their own bodies. You know, it's like this. Uh, reluctance to admit it's their own body almost. It's th- if, you sh- if you don't see it then it's not there so it's kind of like just absolute refusal um, of admitting that this is their own body um, and they also have a perception of their body which is actually wildly at odds with the reality as well so they perceive it as being very different and this next bit is um, uh, this next bit is uh, kind of uh, a kind of identity parade, almost, where he takes, he picks out four women. Um, in this particular case, they're all this. They are all um, air stewardesses, uh, because that's the the particular woman's uh, is that that's her um, profession, and uh, she thinks that to be in that job, she should be glamorous, and she feels that she's not. So he brings in four other women who are all air stewardesses for her to compare herself to. So it's kind of loosely based on social comparison theory, kind of dating back from 1954, which theorizes that in order for people to have stable and accurate assessments of themselves, they initially prefer to employ non-social objective standards. However, if these are not available, they will compare themselves to other people who are similar to them, Um, but what studies have identified as undirectional drive upwards, that suggests that people strive to be better than their comparative model. However, you kind of have to question, what if you can't obtain that? So it's sort of, uh, when it's a physical thing, that's, that is quite difficult. So we just see here. So this one's the same woman that we've just seen, I think. Comparing stomachs.
1: Girls, there was a time when you loved your ruminous curves, so what happens here? According to my Naked survey, 93% of you said you wanted a flatter tummy, and 86% of you think your tummy's unsexy. Girls, this has got to stop. Cindy has got to see that her belly is not as big as she thinks it is. I've dragged thick tummy-tastic women along for her to get jiggy with. So just how did we become a nation of tummy-phobics? Well, girls, let's be honest, when you're bombarded with images of super turn celebrities, it can do anything but boost your belly confidence. But get real, keeping a six-pack like this is like a full-time job. I've measured my Bellissimo babes around their tummy buttons, and their bellies range from 37 and a half to 42 inches. The average sum size according to my survey is 38 inches, which is exactly Cindy's tummy size. But how big does she think she is? I think I'll go somewhere in between there. Jump it. Yeah? Okay, have a good look down the line. Jump You actually don't belong there. Have a good look. Alright? Step down. You don't belong there. She's a in math. Let's move on girls. Oh, now honestly, you've got to, we've measured all of our girls. We've also measured you. You have been walking around with an extra two and a half inches. And those two and a half inches might as well have been two and a half miles for the damage that you're doing to yourself. How do you feel? Shocked, really shocked. Does it feel nice? Actually, yeah, it does. Yeah? I don't feel alone. Wonderful. She's a girl, It's Lady. you go. Go? This lady. Yeah, this lady. Talking forward, the gorgeous thing you come on this side. Right, I want you now just to get in there! Right, get in there, alright? I think this is the best treatment you could ever have, alright? So I want you to do exactly what I just did and get right in there. <laughs> go on, get in there, how does that feel? <laughs> Honestly. Real. It feel, does it feel nice? Yeah. Yeah? Is there anything horrible about that? Okay, fine. Do it to yourself. Yeah? Maybe one hand on my girl, one hand on you, you and do it. Come on, Come <laughs> on. Double belly rub. What is the difference between your tummy and my girl's hair? No. But, yeah, you think this is attractive? Yeah. You think this feels attractive? So what's the it difference? Is. She has a confidence. Absolutely, confidence is key. <laughs>
0: actually, the one that um, the one that I had on the DVD is actually he gets her because she doesn 't like she just thinks she 's fat and she 's got big boobs and so he gets her to stick her head in another woman 's boobs, so, which is even funnier than the stomach one but it's, he kind of he kind of shifts from a kind of seriously motivated body comparison to kind of a playful groping session, and he does this quite regularly. Um, to kind of diffuse an, an uncomfortable and emotional moment. But it's, it's kind of also this connection to kind of the carnivalesque and considering these bodies as almost grotesque bodies as well. But I'll come to that. Um. Okay, so uh, as a, a, a Gokwan, as a personality and presenter, he is in total control of the. Uh, Gorgeous, but certainly not ideal bodies around them. They're kind of curvaceous and disobedient in their abundant flesh and not the disciplined and regimented bodies um, presented as role models in the media. Um, But uh, one's presence as a man who openly approves of their difference, places them as other in both physical physical form and cultural positioning. Uh, This disciplined body is serious in its intent, is located in the political field, whereas how to look good naked displaces this model with the unruly body, uh, which is positioned quite firmly within the pleasure dynamic. So his employment of specific adjectives adjectives to describe these normal uh, but imperfect bodies such as gorgeous and fabulous, a kind of words that fill the mouth and imply sumptuousness and abundance, that is kind of attached to a joyful and lavish lifestyle that these ideal role models obviously cannot enjoy. So the spare and insubstantial body of some you know, models that are a size zero um, is conspicuous by its absence in one's programme. And the emphasis is instead on, is on how to dress or fashion the body you have rather than fitting the body to the dress. So this process is centred on the pl- playful and postmodern use of fashion as recognised by third wave feminism, as capable of empowering women. Um, by gaining knowledge of the rules of fashion, women can define their own image, thereby also gaining admission into a level of symbolism that indicates social success and acceptance. So um, as we progress through the programme, uh, one tends to then display the subject's bodies in fair, very spectacular and unreserved ways that mimic and thereby kind of critique the fashion business. So he uses billboards and other large advertising spaces to exhibit life-size or bigger candid shots of the ordinary and unglamorous women in their underwear. So he's actually, on this picture, uh, hooked a kind of advertising billboard thing that normally has adverts on, taken a life-size picture of this particular woman, and he drives round um, Gatwick Airport with it, so that everybody, because that's where she works, so so that everybody can see this. So um, so they are of course, all of these images are a complete contrast to the airbrushed and modified representations of fashion models normally available. And the members of the public are asked to express their opinions on the images. And uh, to Gok, the women themselves are there as well, and to the camera. Um, so all are positive, choosing specific body parts to comment on and, and praise. Um, so to do otherwise would be quite heartless, I think, in front of the woman to criticise them. So you kind of have to think, you'd have to be particularly nasty to say, well, actually, I think that looks terrible. So uh, there is a kind of uh, a pressure on these people to find something positive to say about the bodies. Um, he also... yeah, um, uh, He takes them off to what he calls uh, the Gok Pod, Everything's got something, so uh, which is kind of set up in one of the biggest shopping centres in Europe for what he calls fashion therapy and a lesson in control underwear. So uh, he clothes them in this kind of black underwear that holds them in around the stomach, thighs, and buttocks, and he's very insistent, uh, insistent upon a properly fitted bra as well. So they're kind of almost put into kind of an armour, it's black elastic armour, but it's still a kind of armour. And most of them say, yeah, it's lovely, it's comfortable, Uh, like wearing nothing at all, which I just really don't believe. Um, But then he kind of says, he he uses a lot of voiceover in the programme as well. And he says, "Uh, girls, it's not rocket science. Sculpting the bot can make you drop a dress size. So there's kind of a whole education for everyone, the whole to get control underwear. Uh, but while he's talking to his subjects through the control underwear, he has, constantly has this physical contact with them, stroking and patting them, uh, to emphasise the change in shape that the underwear's brought in. So although no surgery is being performed, or there's no ideal shape being advocate, uh, advocated, um, it's constantly being alluded to through the moulding of the body by the application of these elasticated garments and by his kind of caress of all the unruly aspects that have now been brought under control by this underwear. So there's kind of an issue of contradiction contained in the programme as the control underwear that he places the majority of women in does mimic the ideal body and does bring them under control and identifies their bodies as being unruly which he kind of says no that's fine but then he puts them in this underwear. Um, But it also can be seen as a form of masquerade where the imitation of the ideal body allows the women to take part in the process of fashion without actually initiating any permanent physical change. So it's a kind of disguise, almost, that they can um, put on. So, um, can we just see... So this is a different woman, I'm afraid, but... um, in her control underwear. (laughs) And sales of control underwear went up hugely when these came out as well. Sorry (laughs) about that. Sorry about the advert. (laughs) But today,
1: Jeannie goes shopping with me, I'm going to show her silhouettes, I'm going to show her underwear, I'm going to show her gorgeous clothes. But more importantly, I'm going to get her out of this horrible, monty, relaxed, casual cover. I'm going to show you exactly what your silhouette is. So if you stand here against this paper, alright, because I'm going to draw around my little angel. so come away from this and now have a little look. Now that is a very rough silhouette of your body. What we're gonna do is a proper underwear now, a good bra that's gonna fit those bad boys properly, and some good pants, and you're gonna see exactly what that underwear does. So it's just here. Ladies, before you can look hot, fully dressed, you need to strip off and sort out your naked silhouette. Mm. Can you see the difference? Mm-hmm. Isn't it absolutely amazing? Alright, and that's just been the pattern. So, what we've done is we've streamlined you all the right, way just here, giving you all the support. This is holding you in, both profile, yeah, and to the side. <laughs> <laughs> and your in the right position. Can you see what's going to be? Yeah? It's amazing, isn't it? And I'm going to prove it now. So, let's go back to this. Oh my god, you can see it already. It's absolutely shocking.
0: <laughs>
1: Step back. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, but I've done. I would say you probably lost maybe an inch, half an inch on each side, I would say, because that's sucks you right in just there. And can you see how clean that silhouette is now? Wicked. Yeah. Um, I just feel... I just can't,
0: I just can't get in there That's not... All right, um, and his next step on from this is to take them completely out of the...